we can't just drive through the county. We have to eat or go to a state park or do see a mural. Right. <laughs> Something that makes it so that we can say we've been to that county. Um, sometimes if there's a clergy colleague there, we'll try to meet up with them or eat a meal with them or get at least some advice about what to do in that area. So it's really helpful as itinerant pastors to see other parts of Arkansas and to realize or explore the beauty of the people and the places that Arkansas Methodists are serving all over the state. Welcome to another episode of the Owen Podcast with me, Andrew Suit, and brought to you by Ozark Mission Project. Thank you for listening today. This is another Owen Pastor episode where my guests are wonderful people who are now pastors or in ministry, thanks in some part to their time with OMP. Today my guest is Reverend Lauren Delano. First, though, I'd like to share a Morning Watch devotion with you. I'm not sure the particular year of this theme, other than it happens to match the 2021 theme, Labor of Love. But I bet you could win a prize if you uh, can tell us what year that was also the theme. But first, hear these words from John 15:16. This is Jesus talking. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. So here's the devotion. Welcome to the Morning Watch. During this time, we will be focusing on the theme of the week, labor of love. Our prayer is that you will spend these few minutes each morning with God's word and reflect on your day ahead. Think about how you will be doing labors of love all this week, both at your work site and at camp. In the scripture, Jesus is speaking to the disciples, reminding them that he chose them and not the other way around. In Jesus' day, disciples normally chose the particular rabbi whom they wanted to follow. This was not the case with Jesus and his disciples. He chose them, and with a purpose for each in mind, that of bearing fruit. We usually desire a strong prayer life in order that we may be fruitful, but here it is the other way around. Jesus enables us to bear fruit, and this makes our prayers more in line with what God wants. We have all been chosen this week to be laborers of love. It is a privilege to be chosen first, but sometimes being chosen can feel like a burden too. It is just one more thing to do in an already busy schedule. We hope that you feel it is a privilege to be chosen as a laborer this week. But privilege and responsibility go together. We have responsibility to bear the best fruits from our labors. Jesus wants us to be and to give the best of ourselves to whatever labors we endeavor this week. guest today is Reverend Lauren Delano. Lauren is the pastor at Valonia United Methodist Church, easy for me to say. Um, she has her MDiv from Boston University School of Theology and has a degree in psychology from Hendricks College, is that correct? That's right. Well, Lauren and I attended orientation to ministry together, and because I'm a slacker, um, she actually was ordained before I was, and I'm just slower in a lot of ways compared to, <laughs> to Lauren. But welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you, Andrew. It's good to be here. Well, let's just jump right in and tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family. I mean, who is Lauren really? <laughs> like an existential question. 
that's probably something we've all figured out during COVID is who we really are. And we've spent so much time alone or with families. Um, I am, like Andrew said, the pastor at Valonia United Methodist Church. I previously served at Conway First United Methodist Church as an associate. So I've only been in the Faulkner County area as a pastor and really think of that as home these days, especially after going to Hendricks for undergrad. So I've lived a lot of my life in Conway and the surrounding area. Um, I am single and so don't have any family that live in my household with me, but have um, parents who live in Wisconsin and my dad is a second career local licensed pastor in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Have a brother who is a Church of Christ pastor of discipleship in um, Round Rock, Texas and his wife Amber and uh, daughter Avery are with him and um, they're expecting another child in just a few weeks. So I get to be an aunt again shortly. Awesome. Well, congratulations Thank to them you. and to you. That'll be yeah. fun. Do you get to spend time with your, do you have a niece or nephew? Niece right now and then a nephew on the way. I actually just returned from some continuing education in Texas and then got to stop by and see them on my way home for a couple days. Great. And a, um, I don't want to say blessing of COVID, but something that has come from COVID is that because we were doing online worship for a while and I didn't necessarily have to be at church on Sunday mornings, I was able to go be with my family a little bit more mm -hmm. over the last year. My niece was born in March of 2020, so has only lived her life during COVID, um, but I've gotten to be with them a lot, and so that's been a blessing. It's just a quick eight-hour drive <laughs> to yeah. see them. You also, I'm just going to jump to this question then, um, and then we'll get to some OMP okay. stuff. I, this is the OM podcast, right? So <laughs> I probably ought to talk about that here in a minute. You do a lot of travel with some other clergy friends around the state. I understand your goal, the three of four of you? Three of us, yeah. Kathleen McMurray. And Katie Pierce. And Katie Pierce. Mm -hmm. Kathleen's been on the show before, or she will be on an episode by the time this episode airs. Something like that. Right. But I understand your goal is to hit all of the counties in Arkansas? That's right. So there's 75 counties in Arkansas. And we had already started kind of traveling together when we, we became friends because we were all in Morrison or Conway when I first became a pastor. So we hung out a lot together and then started traveling some together on weekends, the pastor weekend that's Thursday evening to Saturday. Mm -hmm. And... As Kathleen moved to Jonesboro, we decided we really wanted to commit to continuing to hang out with each other and be intentional about that. So we decided that going to all 75 counties together would be a great way to do that. Um, we're at about 32 or 33, I think. So we're almost to the halfway point or close to the halfway point, And we're excited about that. Um, but we just um, pick a county or two or three to go to and either do a day trip or a weekend trip. And we can't just drive through the county. We have to eat or go to a state park or do see a mural right <laughs> something that makes it so that we can say we've been to that county um sometimes if there's a clergy colleague there we'll try to meet up with them or eat a meal with them or get at least some advice about what to do in that area so it's really helpful as itinerant pastors to see other parts of arkansas and to realize or explore the beauty of the people and the places that Arkansas Methodists are serving all over the state. And it was, if I think I have this right, it was easier for a year, right? Because Kathleen went to, came closer. Yes. Flasky Heights. And, but now Katie's gone up to right. the Northwest. <laughs> but that all happened during uh, COVID. So we really couldn't yeah. travel very much during COVID. But we started to do more day trips again and been able to start meeting. But yes, now Katie's in Baseville. So it gives us, whenever someone moves, it gives us a new region to be able to explore. So. What are we calling this even, like the COVID times? <laughs> I or, think so. I had a friend call it the time of unpleasantness. Yes, yeah. I've heard people say, if I have to hear that this is an unprecedented time one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> right, so. but it's kind of fun. We're actually, 
sitting here together. I've done so many of these interviews over the last year for the Owen podcast on Zoom. Right. So we're actually in a room together. That's, yeah. that's strange. How do we do this? I know. I know it's been a while. <laughs> well, um, when it comes to Ozark Mission Project, how did you first get involved? Like maybe many people who become adult drivers at OMP, I didn't really have an OMP experience as a youth. I never went with my youth group to OMP. My first experience was as a youth intern at Central United Methodist in Fayetteville, which is the church I grew up in. I served um, as an intern for a summer between my junior and senior year of college, and I got to go to OMP twice as a driver and kind of lead those trips um, to Salem Springs and to um, Cornerstone in Jonesboro, and um, enjoyed being a driver so much and getting to know kids the kids that were in my groups. My brother got to go on one of those trips with me, so that was really fun too. And um, I knew nothing about building a ramp, so luckily had some high schoolers who knew what they were doing, including William Roberts, Michael and Dee Dee's son, and I just said, like, don't ask me, or you have to, like, get my approval, but don't ask me how to do anything. Just, I'll trust you all that you know what you're doing. But anyway, so then the next summer I decided I really wanted to be on college staff. So the summer before I went to seminary, I was on college staff. And then since I've been back as a pastor, I have um, been involved on the program committee and been a co-director at Pine Bluff. Dipped my hands in a lot of different areas. I love that we share that, not knowing how to do much construction. Uh, the, the running joke on this podcast is I got to direct two camps, and I don't know how to build anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I learned as a college staff um, how to do it. Actually, someone in my congregation that's involved in OMP that I'm sure we'll talk about later um, said that I taught him how to build his first ramp, and I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> that is... Is that ramp still standing? Yeah, hopefully. As far as we know. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of started down this route a little bit. What did you learn in your roles with OMP? I think I learned a lot about, like, the beauty of connection and community. I loved the idea of, like, us calling the people we serve neighbors. I think I've taken that with me in a lot of ways and think about that a lot. I also think just... I don't think there's anything wrong with mission trips outside of the state, but I think there's something beautiful about being reminded that we are called to serve the people among us in our communities and in our neighborhoods and that um, we need to be looking for ways to serve people and that um, the people we're serving have things to offer us as well, whether that's conversation with the neighbors at their homes. I know so many times when I was serving a neighbor, they would want to cook lunch for us or provide something for us or give back. And we have to remember all the time that people we're serving have gifts that they want to share with us as well. I also just saw some really beautiful friendships that have continued um, like from when I was a, a college staff or in college to now as an adult, um, especially the person I mentioned, Clint um, Johnson, who is a member of my congregation at Bologna. Yeah. I first met him when I was on college staff, and I, when I got to the church at Bologna to be the pastor, I'm like, oh no, Clint knew me as a college student, so um, he's known me for a long time, and he was a driver, and um, now at my church over the, during COVID, around Easter, we built a outdoor stage, and oh, Clint yeah. took the lead on that, along with Andrea Stitt, who was a college staffer this last summer, and people in my congregation used the tools and gifts and things they've learned from OMP to help build this ramp. Right. And um, again, just the community connection and the importance of OMP that has carried on. And when I got to Bologna, knowing that I had a friendly face in Clint, someone who could encourage me and that knew me already and I knew would be supportive, um, has been really meaningful. And that's the case anywhere I am in Arkansas, I think, is having those OMP connections. We and Clint's, 
the client is strong with a construction yes big time. yes and that having people that are always there to support you and encourage you is important and those relationships carry on years down the road and as i understand it andrea stitt is now serving as your youth that's minister. that's right yep so um so that's yeah just another great connection that andrea grew up in the church she's been involved in omp um and now she is eager to pour into the youth just like the church poured into her and we're already excited about taking our youth to omp next summer and mm -hmm. continuing those connections well what's the funniest or most meaningful story you remember from your time with omp or maybe both yeah, I have a couple. I was thinking about this uh, last night when you sent me the questions of um, remembering some of the funny things that happened uh, when I was on college staff. So I served with Abby Lassiter and Daniel Curry for the whole summer. When I was on college staff, we stuck with our team the whole summer, and so we went to three camps together. And one of the camps we were at was at Winfield, and usually at OMP in the summer there is a, or each week there's like a fun night or themes, and one of them was um, movie night, and we decided to show Space Jam. And, you know, in Space Jam, the, like... The original, right? The, yes, the original. The I haven't yet. seen the new one. The cartoon characters wear, like, all, like, really oversized, like, uniforms and stuff like that. So we all went to Walmart and bought, like, gym shorts and big tank tops and headbands. And then when we were watching the Space Jam movie or before, our camp director announced us, like, we were the starting lineup for right. Space Jam. And we came out dribbling basketballs and being ridiculous. So, um, I also remember hiking Pinnacle with them, which I'd never hiked before. And then we got to the top, we were like, I think it was Daniel's idea. Why did you make us Why? do this? This was not the team bonding we needed. But that's what I remember. I was going into, or about to start seminary when I was on college staff. And most of the other college staff had like just finished their freshman or sophomore year. So I was in a different stage of life than them in some ways, but it was just such a fun summer to be with them and um, actually Daniel and Abby were hanging out a couple weeks ago at a Pulaski Heights event and they texted me a picture of them together just to say hi so another connection that just continues even though I don't get to see them often those friendships continue um the most meaningful story I think um again this is just related to connecting with people but when I was on college staff you know when we put people in family groups we're trying to batch people together that don't know each other and want people to build new relationships with people from different youth groups and there are these two girls one from Lakewood and one from Conway who I put in a family group together and apparently while they were at the beginning of their time in the family group um they did not really get along but by the end of the week they were best friends and they continue to be best friends this was 2013 they're still best friends to this day went to college together we're roommates and friends and when I got to Conway first as a pastor one of the girls came up to me and said like you might not remember me but you put me in a family group with this other girl and you you're the reason we're best friends and so um that connection is meaningful to me that the way OMP is structured where it makes us be outside of our comfort zone for many reasons serving our neighbors but also just being with people we've never met and having to learn how to love people that are new to us that when we really try hard and we trust that God's at work that um beautiful <laughs> beautiful relationships happen and so uh, one thing I often think about and mention here is the church often struggles with young adult ministry and like the things you're doing with Andrea now and right. with other young people and what OMP is doing is young adult ministry mm. I mean I know you're still a, you're still a young adult yourself right I think so I'm 30 so you're 30. It feels young adulty. I, I remember the year I think the bishop said for those young adults in the room, please, uh, anyone under 35, please stand up. And I was like, I'm 36 now. You know? <laughs> I, do I don't think, get to be a young adult anymore. I do <laughs> think the age for young adults keeps rising. Like, yeah. I think it's like 40 now, maybe. So right. I'll be a young adult for a while. But. Yeah, and I refuse to grow up. So. <laughs> 
So this is uh, what I'm calling an Owen Pastor episode to play with the, the Owen right. P stuff. How has, because you're, you're in ministry, and in some ways uh, part of your ministry has included Ozark Mission Project along the way. So how has OMP um, influenced your ministry today? Do you still see influence from that, that time? Yeah, I think what we were talking about earlier a little bit about just connecting with neighbors and community and understanding the value of the people we're serving also have gifts or things to offer. Um, when I think about like community building, which is what I would say is my calling as a pastor, my particular calling as a pastor is to be a person who helps build community and helps people to find their place. I think OMP is a great example of the way we build community by interacting with people and caring for people and taking care of their needs while also letting them love us and demonstrate God's love for us because so often at OMP, especially on neighbor night when neighbors come and we celebrate, we give thanks for them. I remember sitting at one neighbor night and a, a neighbor playing the piano for everybody mm. or, you know, the stories that they tell of the way that they've been touched. We can't underestimate the way that our relationships with one another and the gifts we offer each other are reciprocal and that we need one another to bring about God's kingdom. So as I think about community building and I think about the importance of that, I think OMP has a, plays a big part in the way I've come to understand what building community looks like. Yeah, and that, that neighbor piece continues to stick with me. Right. You know, after, I guess, I've been just about 10 years of some sort of connection with OMP. Yeah. And I think um, this is true for you, and it's true for me, that, like, first from some of the ministry I know you're doing, like, neighbor ministry or thinking about how to be a good neighbor is really essential to me. Especially when I was at Conway, we had just started doing some work on that. Of We went to, in our neighborhood around the church at Conway, we went and knocked on people's doors and had a cookie and said, we drive by your houses all the time or we see your house from the front steps of this church and we don't know you. Right. How, what, do you what can we know about you? How can we have conversation? We don't want anything from you. We just want you to know we are here. Um, and we started having some like small groups and neighborhoods so people in our church would know who their neighbors were and that they had neighbors in our congregation that were. Um, and so now I'm thinking about that more at Bologna in a new place. We're all neighbors to one another, not just by our house location, but as people. And so how do we engage with one another? And just did a video series called Where in the World is Pastor Lauren to oh, finally get yeah. to meet some other community leaders and business owners and people. And, um, yeah, for me, I always want to be looking for opportunities to make new neighbors. Right. And I think sometimes we get so nebulous in that, well, love your neighbor. Right. And, and you're right. Like, that means everybody is our neighbor. But sometimes it is also the person we live right next door to right. or the person right near the church. I remember I, my predecessor talking about this. He did a video about... Um, you know, do you know where Salem United Methodist Church is with Salem in the background of the, the video? I said, no, I'm not sure. Wow. Like, so to think that, and you probably experience this there and, and maybe in Valencia too now, like, do people even know right. where the church is located sometimes? Right. I mean, First United Methodist Church, I'm sure they probably do. It's, it's a larger Yeah, church. if you say where the church with the dome. The dome, yeah, yeah. exactly. When you've got that, that you can point out, but... The, the neighbor piece is huge. And I think, like, during COVID, we've become so insular. We've had to be. We've had to turn inward yeah. and, per and take care of and protect the people that are in our congregation because we're worried about their health and we're worried about them having a healthy worship life and spiritual life. But because of that, we have to figure out how to care for the people on the inside and turn back around and face the outside world and figure out how to, how to do those things at the same time again because we were all doing those things well as churches. 
Yeah, and at the time of this recording, we were we had just come through thinking, okay, things are getting better, and now we're right. in another spike again right. in COVID numbers. So it's quite a challenge to figure out how we love our neighbors mm -hmm. and, and the people within the walls, right. so to speak. So here's a fun one. Um, Lauren, if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell her? And most of all, would she listen? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I would definitely listen because I love or I don't like disappointing people I guess so I always want to hear how I can be, be a better my better self but um I'm trying to, I don't I think probably especially thinking about like the high anxiety time of COVID too just I would tell myself to be less anxious about decisions that have to be made or things that have to be done because I'm a planner and I plan my life out and want it to go accordingly and obviously that doesn't happen in lots of ways and I was so stressed about where I was going to go to college or what my job was going to be or any of those things and they all turned out unexpected but in a good way. It, it's interesting that you would say that because I think in, in a lot of these interviews people have said almost the same thing. Really? Tell my younger self to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so worried about everything. Right. Yeah. Well as you know I'm sure Ozark Mission Project's mission is to transform lives through worship, fellowship, and hands-on mission. So can you give our listeners one practical challenge today that they could do to save, serve their neighbor? I mean, they can't go out and paint a house or build a ramp today. Maybe they can, but, <laughs> but what is it that's, that, that someone could go out and do today? I think about how to be a good neighbor a lot, um, especially in a new community. And I think, like what we were talking about earlier, it really just starts with knocking on the doors of the people next to us. I think I hear older people all the time talking about how, you know, we used to always know our neighbors and people would run around in their neighborhood and just say, we'll see you at dinner, children. And that's not the case anymore. But I live in a neighborhood where there are kids running around all the time and playing and parents knowing sort of where their kids are and trusting they'll <laughs> come home. But I still don't always know my neighbors very well, and I even share a wall with some neighbors that I and a duplex that oh, I don't yeah. know. And so I think I, the challenge for me and for all of us is to go knock on the door of our next door neighbor and actually learn something about them. There's a book called The Art of Neighboring that I really enjoyed, and there's this chart in there with eight boxes around a house that says like go get to know eight neighbors and actually like learn some <laughs> learn some things about them not just their names but who they are what they do or and sometimes um i think we're afraid to do that but maybe the easiest way is the next time you need help with something or to borrow a tool or something like that to go next door and knock on the door and and ask for something because when we right. ask for help which is hard to do but when we ask someone for something that opens up a new relationship that is profound in, in a very straightforward way. Right. We like to make things really complicated. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Because I was thinking about how I keep talking here at Salem about, you know, moving the grill out front and getting to know your neighbors and, and, and all this. And I kind of realized at one point, wait a minute, I talk to my neighbor across the street from me all the time, and yet I don't know his name. Right. I know, and so I finally said, okay, my name's Andrew. I know we've known each other for right. about a year. What's your name? And so I finally got to know Antoine. Mm -hmm. And then I've got neighbors next door. I've been there for probably a couple months yet, and I have yet to go say hi to them. Right. So I need to go over and borrow a cup of flour or something. That's right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's a classic OMP sharing question. Sharing is, you know, at the end of the day. Right. That folks would share how they've been impacted. Uh, how have you seen God lately, Lauren? I think I've been really um, moved by, we were talking about this earlier, by young adults uh, who are and youth who are experiencing a call to ministry or wanting to serve God even in the midst of COVID and in the midst of a Methodist church that 
has problems and um, this summer I had the opportunity to have a Hendrix intern who just graduated from Hendrix and is headed to seminary and then we talked about Andrea coming on as my youth pastor and I just love that there are still young people who are wanting to go to seminary or wanting to mm -hmm. look into their call to ministry and and that we have a church that I have a church that supports that and that wants to pour into these um, young adults and sees the value that they have to offer, that we right. don't think they're too young to lead or to um, lead the way. And I, the youth pastor at my old church used to always remind people that we like to say the youth are the future of the church, but they aren't. They are the church today. And I think that's true of these young adults and the youth, that we don't need to like be training them so that they'll be good leaders one day. We need to be training them, leading them, guiding them, encouraging them to be good leaders today and remember that they have wisdom to offer us as well. Yeah, because if we don't treat them as leaders today, they're not going to be the leaders of tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it seems obvious to right. me. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Lauren, how can our listeners connect with you, or is there anything that you want to plug that you're doing at Bologna or in the conference, anything like that? Uh, that's a good question. I'm on Instagram, although I don't even know my handle. It's probably <laughs> LK Delano. Do you TikTok yet? I don't. <laughs> I don't do, I don't have a Twitter. I'm not that cool. Lots of things happen on the Bologna United Methodist Church Facebook page. It's where we post a lot of info about what's going on. We have online worship there. Um, we just started a worship series called Rooted, where we're thinking about what it means to be rooted in faith and rooted as Methodist. And right. we're going to be thinking about, I think right now is a hard time to be Methodist <laughs> in the world. And so remembering like why we claim our Methodist theology and the profoundness of grace and the sacraments and that our sacraments are open to all people. Thinking through that, I'm hoping to offer an adult confirmation class too. Um, but just a, a couple things that we'll be doing in the future if you live in Bologna or the Faulkner County area is a blessing of the animal service and then a couple movie nights using our outdoor stage. So I'm excited about that as a way we can be more outward facing in our community and remind people that we are a church that's active in the community. So um, I'm also the coordinator for young adults in the conference. And so we're working to kind of reinvent how post-college young adults can still feel connected to the United Methodist Connection across the state. Because once you graduate from your college or your Wesley Foundation, you're kind of just hope you get plugged into a local church. And so we're trying to help young adults with maybe a book club or something like that to um, come to fruition so people can be on the lookout for info or hopefully their pastors will help them get connected through that network. Thanks so much for joining me today, yeah. Lauren. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening to the OM Podcast today. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to let others know about it. For more information about OMP, including how to get involved, support this ministry, register for camp, and more, go to ozarkmissionproject.org. If you would like to be a guest or know someone who would make a great guest, contact me at andrew.suite at arumc.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Music